Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Culture Classroom. NFC and AFC championships have been decided. We're back in the classroom. Coach Torrey and I have an, um, a story that we're going to share with you. Look at that Niners victory it's Monday. Victory Monday. I mean, look, it's, it's a thing. You, look, we didn't – I guess we won. We beat J.A. in there basketball. So, victory Monday here as well over the weekend on <laughs> Friday. So, we'll take that as well. But congrats to your Niners. And, look, just like last year, the Bengals. The Bengals are still yeah. in it. We could I, have that Super Bowl matchup that we wanted last year. I can't believe how the Bengals played. I mean, kudos to Zach Taylor and his group. And again, another uh, go big red plug right there. But just like Joe Burrow just played lights out and the defense, I couldn't believe how bad Buffalo's offensive line looked. Haven't seen that all year. So uh, no, it's, it's playoff time and you're going to get exposed if you're not ready. And for the Niners last night, it was just great. It felt like the nineties all over again, the fields. I mean, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice on the field pregame and then, just the the classic uniforms, right? The classic matchup. And boy, I, I wasn't sure how that game was going to go. And I wasn't sure I wanted it to be over. It was phenomenal. I know Dak threw two picks. So they're still waiting for the Cowboys to be a team or whatever. So I'm, it is what it is. Selfishly, I want the Bengals and you want the Niners. And that'd be a great Super Bowl. And that'd be a great podcast for us to record as well after the Bengals win. I mean, could happen. There you go. We we've seen it. We, we've seen it before. It's a John Candy game where you know uh, Joe Montana goes into the huddle. He's got about two minutes to to lead his team to victory, and of yeah. course we all know he does. But as everyone settled, their nerves are all over the place. They start at the minus eight yard line, and you know um, someone just says, "Hey, is that John Candy in the stands?" <laughs> and so we've seen the, the the Super Bowl between the Niners and the Bengals, but. That's no, it's just it, the NFL is really good. And I think our story today is going to just expose that a little more or heighten it. And we're going to put a high school spin on it um, for our listeners and things like that. So applicable to all levels, all leadership. Yeah, I'm interested in this. I remember the the catch. I remember when it happened. I remember the replays. It's been an instant classic from like as soon as the game was over, ESPN had as an instant classic, all those things. So Coach Story. Take it away, and let's dive into David Tyree. Yeah, so just a little bit of uh, background here. I'm reading Tom Coughlin's book. I read Tom Coughlin's book. Uh, he's got a new one out, came out in December, and it's called The Giant Win, and it's all about the 2007 Giants who defeat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl and and all that stuff, right? And, of course, again, we know how it ends. You know how history goes. What we don't always get is the context behind it. And so our theme today is the man plus the moment because it takes the two going together. And what I love about it is you never know when your moment's going to come and you never know who it's going to be. A lot of times it's the most unlikely character um, that you've got on your team or on your staff that's going to shine when the lights are the brightest. And that was David Tyree in 2007. Of course, everyone thinks about the helmet catch now. You know, the ball lands. He's got it trapped between his helmet. He somehow manages to come down with it on their last game-winning drive. And if, if this was Hollywood, the credits would end right there. But there was still a lot of things that happened, um, and Tyree wasn't the one who caught this, uh, the touchdown pass. Uh, that was another player. But it's the man and the moment and all the things that get glorized and immortalized uh, in 
in NFL playoff lore, I guess, the things that become legendary. It's the man plus the moment. And Coughlin writes in his book about a little known story in his first year with the Giants. David Tyree is coming off a Pro Bowl season. He was probably the best special teams player in the NFL in 2005. This is Coughlin saying it, not me. I mean, I'm not a scout in the NFL. I don't have a list of the best. You know, I'm not on the NFL network putting together the top 10 special teams guys um, in 2005. But Coughlin says he's the best special teams player in the league. And up to this point, he's been a role player for the Giants, right? So Coughlin's in his first year. David Tyree is helping them on special teams, and he's earned a spot in the locker room. But that's kind of the extent of it. And then Tyree gets pulled over with half a pound of marijuana in his car. And when the Giants GM gets a hold of this, he calls Coughlin. He says, hey, here's the situation. Here's the player. It's your decision. We will support you either way. You keep him. You cut him. We're putting this all on you. Go. And Coughlin, you know, and again, think about Coughlin's persona. He's kind of been the tough guy. Um, played at Syracuse for Ben Schwartzwalder, uh, long time in the NFL. People have called him inflexible. You know, he's tough on players, tough on discipline. So here's this weight dropped on him, right? Uh, and and David Tyree's fate is twisting in the wind as Coughlin uh, debilitates about what to do. And so he calls, you know, Tyree in and still unsure what he does. And, and Tyree gives him the apology and the song and dance of, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. I need to change. I mean, Tyree had been selling drugs up to that point since he was in elementary school. That was kind of his means of survival. And, you know, he never really left the street. And so he gives Coughlin the song and dance of, I'm going to change. I'm really sorry. And for whatever reason, Coughlin writes, he goes, I have no reason to believe him, but I did. And so for whatever reason, that's what he does. So he decides he's not going to cut him. He's going to keep him on the team. Well, that was three and a half years before the helmet catch. Third down and five. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Inside the 25 and a timeout taken. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. And Eli, man, I don't know how he got out of there. I thought he was on the ground and, and then he came out of the pile and just slings it. That's a great catch by David Tyree. And now with 59 seconds left, the Giants needing a touchdown. The ball is at the New England 24. Pressing it against his helmet as he goes to the ground and not dropping it is David Tyree, who has the only touchdown tonight for the Giants. Well, Rodney Harrison was in position behind Tyree, and when the ball came out, it looked like it was going to be overthrown and that Rodney Harrison was going to have an easy interception. And David Tyree went up and so, somehow was able to make the catch. So then fast forward, keeping him on the team. He stays a giant. The average lifespan in the NFL for any player is less than three and a half years. I think it's 3.3 according to the latest statistics. But 
David Tyree somehow gets his life together. And by the time the moment comes in Super Bowl 42, before his helmet catch, he's a different person. The person that he was uh, messing around with and kind of had kids with, you know, now they're married. He's not living in the street anymore. He kind of got his act together as he matured and became closer to 30 than he was 20. But I just think about the moment of Super Bowl 42 that we all remember and the moment that Coughlin had to make a decision in his office regarding David Tyree's future three and a half years earlier. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Just the weight of that, of the decision. And then let's spin it. Let's spin it to a high school coach having to deal with discipline or disciplinary action of a of an athlete on your in your just in your program and how you would handle that discipline. I mean, you got a guy that makes the catch that seals the Super Bowl win, but you don't know that's going to happen. And I love that. I love that the coach has that weight of holding it. Like, I have to make this decision. Because you and I both know why head football coaches make great leaders is they make a decision and they stick with it, regardless of the decision, if you cut him or if you keep him. So I'm just going through that that whole dialogue you did of how important David Tyree was for that moment. But he had to get to that moment. That's the thing. You had to get to that moment. And like you said before, three years prior, right? So there's just some, there's some interesting thoughts that I think high school coaches, I think college coaches, I think CEOs of organizations can take from this is don't make a knee-jerk reaction. Don't make a knee-jerk reaction off of something instead of hearing them out and be like, why did this happen? Why did you have a half pound of marijuana in, in your car? Like, what what's the deal? Is there something I need to know? I need to process this so I know what to do with you. There's two lessons that I learned that I take from my book that I write about in my book. And I think it's applicable to this situation. Um, the first is that you've got to be defendable. David Tyree at this point is not defendable. And that's why the Giants organization is okay cutting him. That's the business of the NFL, right? Like we know you're under contract, but you messed up bad. Right. So we're going to cut you. Like that is totally within their power. That's within their right. Like you and I, as teachers, um, and coaches, we have our own standard of ethics that we are held to, and we could be released from our contract anytime if those are breached. So right. he's not defendable in this situation, first of all. Then I think the other thing that's really important that I, I learned at an early age, early in my coaching is we're in the second chance business, especially okay. as a middle school coach and teacher and as a high school coach and teacher, kids are going to mess up. I mean, there's that famous line in the breakfast club where the janitor and the principal are kind of going at each other and they've got different philosophies. You can tell it, but he says, look, face it. The kids haven't changed. We've changed. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's pro quick draw. That's that's very much today. The world is just faster. There's more ways kids are going to get in trouble now. And it's like we're in the second chance business. It's up to us to, you know, 
Now, are we in the eighth chance business or the 13th <laughs> chance business? Right. I don't know. Like this, that that's for you to decide at, in your own um, discipline and philosophy and team culture and standards and all those things. But we're in the second chance business. So I think that's really important too. the NFL, you know, the acronym, not for long, they do not have to be in the second chance business, but look at how it played out. You know, David Tyree, no one knew he was going to make that incredible catch. No one knew that was going to be one of the greatest moments in NFL history. And certainly not Tom Coughlin when he decided to stay with him. Right. I love how you said we're in the second chance business. Um, I know we've talked about that before on the podcast, but we truly are in the second chance business because kids are going to mess up. Pro athletes are going to mess up. But it's it's the righting the wrong so it doesn't happen again. And that's that's what he's in. I mean, that's what Coughlin had the chance to do. And he set up his course for a moment that was arguably one of the top sports moments. It's a top 10, obviously, because of what it did to the Patriots. You know, it was undefeated season. It was – everything was there. And well, I don't know. I think, I, I, go ahead. I think there's another important thing to this story, right? Let's look at it from the lens of – your freshman to your senior year. It's about three years, a little over three years, right? From August as a freshman to when you stop playing, either in October, November, December as a senior. We're talking over three years. Right. So it's like how many people would treat people differently if they knew that it was going to pay off in the moment, right? Like you don't know when your moment's going to come. Like I would maybe treat a freshman differently. For example, full disclosure, I weighed, I was 4'11 and 89 pounds in high school. So no one knew I was going to grow up to be a 6'2", 220-pound guy, right? right. But right. that happens somewhere between my freshman year of high school and my freshman year of college. So would we treat people differently if we knew it was going to pay off? And you and I have been doing this a long time together in education. And I'll just say, full disclosure, it always bites me in the butt whenever I give someone a second chance. Nine times out of 10, it bites me in the butt. Mm -hmm. But man... What about that one out of 10 chance, right? What about the David Tyree moment where it's like, holy cow, would they have even beaten the Patriots? Would the Patriots be the new 72 Dolphins had he been cut? That's right. I think that's so true. I go back to the development, and let's just say of a sport or an athlete, the stock you put on, put on them in seventh grade versus just say 10th grade. Let's go there. Let's go that four-year window, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th they're going to develop in a way that maybe they're a center for you in seventh grade because of whatever, and they haven't matured and they haven't developed. And then they come in as a sophomore and you're like, you're, you're three inches taller and you've lost weight and you put on muscle. What, would you have treated that kid differently? That's the same thing in the professional world. The development that you have for somebody Versus, hey, how, how can I groom this person to make a better decision later on down the road? You know, right. am I going to treat them as a first year? I'm going to hold them accountable for everything. Or do you give people second chances and maybe their third chances and fourth chances for you to do something in the business world to see somebody maybe be the CEO of an organization one day that was, you know, was sorting the mail. So you want to know what's great about the David Tyree helmet catch? What's that? He dropped everything thrown his way in practice that week. Huh. So there is zero indicator that he's going to be ready when that moment comes in Super Bowl 42. Sounds like our kids this past year catching. We, we didn't catch very well. 
But what about a moment not defining you? You're not defined. Well, the past doesn't define you. So that whole week of practice that didn't define him. Yeah. But that moment shined and he had a chance to make a catch. And look, he didn't, he had to use his helmet. Maybe he should have used the helmet in practice. I don't know. Well, and this isn't in the book, but it's like, you got to go behind the scenes too. And I've been blessed to see some of that behind the scenes interaction that takes place about players and after practice and game planning and all that stuff in the NFL at the highest level, even getting ready to the Super Bowl. And it's like, you know, they were sitting there probably like saying, oh, man, do we even trust Tyree in this situation? Do we even want him on the field if we get in this moment? And so for Coughlin to I mean, and again, that might be a sixth or seventh chance. But, you know, give the kid a shot. Give people a shot. Right. You never know how it's going to pay off or how it's not. And the Super Bowl is filled with as many moments where people crumble in the moment than they do rise to the occasion. But in this case, it happened to just work out. And. I don't know. I just think it's a powerful lesson of leadership of trust the people around you and then watch them come through in big moments. Yeah. That's a, that's the most important word you just said is trust. You got to trust those people. You trust them to do a job. You kept David Tyree on your team for what reason? Was it locker room? Was it because you didn't know he was going to make that catch. You sure as heck didn't think he was going to make that catch after the week of practice he had. So how are you how are you setting up people in your organization, on your team, in your athletic department for success? What are you doing for them? Maybe it's a checklist. Maybe it's a daily email. Maybe it's just a monthly email, like a check-in list. Maybe you're just letting them know, hey, I noticed that you're doing a good job. Something like that. Are you giving them a tangible tool that will help them grow? Because I think a lot of times we recognize the bad, but we are not quick to give a give an attaboy. But we criticize the bad. And Coughlin should have dressed the, you know, the elk pink elephant in the room, the dope in the car, whatever. But for us as high school coaches, for people listening to this podcast, what are you, what are you doing with the amount of days that you have, the impact that you have, the title that you wear, how are you using that for good? What are you doing that? Are you sitting on it? And you're like, Oh, I'm the head football coach at, ABC Academy. Or are you like, how can I make a difference today in helping one athlete, one student, one person in my organization to get to a level to where they're going to do something great? I want to prepare them for that moment. Yeah, I think it's really powerful. And then here's the thing that I want to challenge coaches out there listening to this story. It's that I don't want to tell you to deviate from your values or your standards, right? Because those are your values. They're your standards. They're not for coach Weaver or I to tell you what to do in these situations. However, in the David Tyree situation, there was no black and white answer, right? If there was a black and white answer, the GM wouldn't have even left it up to Coughlin. They would have just cut him and been done right to steal a line from office space. We would have fixed the glitch (laughs) and they would stop being paid. And that's the end of their time in the NFL. So it's a huge gray area. And as high school teachers and coaches, we live in the gray area pretty much all the time. So as long as it doesn't hurt your team or your school, I would say next time, give the kid the benefit of the doubt, be in the second chance business. I agree. There's no manual. They didn't give me a manual when I graduated. Hey, here's how you handle this. Where's it's in the appendix. Look for it. Um, that's great advice. Coaches, I uh, hope you've enjoyed this today. We'll put some stuff in the show notes of the David Tyree catch. We'll put uh, the link to the book that you can go and get. 
And uh, Coach Story, what a what a great way to start off a Monday, looking at maximizing a moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa! How hard it is. Go ahead. Victory Monday. Let's be very clear on that. Like, <laughs> not a normal Monday in the Tory household, guys. If this is your first time listening uh, to this podcast, Coach Tory used to work with the San Francisco 49ers, so he has some deep roots with the Niners. Uh, so I'm glad your team's in the NFC and mine's in the AFC. And uh, we're looking for that podcast when the Bengals and the Niners duel, and, and uh, we might do something live. I don't know. We might do something live during the game. Uh, from there. I don't know. But, uh, do what do we start off with? Huh? Do not sleep on Philly. Like this is this is I, all business this week in Santa Clara. So do not sleep on Philly. Well, this is Mahomes, right? This is Mahomes and in, in Burrow. And it's got to go through the AFC again. But anyway, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in to the Culture Classroom. You've been awesome keeping up with us for the last four to five years. And you continue to listen. And we want to pre- we appreciate you just tuning in and give us some feedback. Let us know what you want to hear in this podcast or some topics that we can dive into. Your feedback is welcome. Once again, thanks for listening to the Culture Classroom.